All right, guys, what's up? We're here on uh, What's Your Range, this new episode with Hayden Skank, okay? um, founder of Keen Take. We're going we're gonna to jump in and talk a little bit about um, his business. But more importantly, how we start every podcast is how did you get into the game of golf? So I started golfing when I was young, about second, third grade. Anyway, both of my grandpas, I got to start there, both of my grandpas love golf go every single day as they've gotten older, right? I, they've been doing it 20 years just of knowing me. And my, my dad's dad goes, and they do 18 a day. Every day. There you go. I don't even know how they do it. You talk to him, he's on the golf course. And then my right. mom's dad, he goes a few times a week. So golf's always been instilled into our family, but we also played a lot of sports. So I had clubs, did some leagues when I was younger. Where'd you grow up again? Eden, Utah. Eden? Eden. Yep. So I grew up cool. in Eden. Um, did some leagues out in at Mulligans and Far West cool. and had some buddies we'd go and we just, you know, I actually fell in love with the game. I loved golf from the time I was tiny. My dad would drop me off at the range in the morning while he's going to work and I'd putt and chip and play and then we'd go run our round in the league. And anyway, so as I got older, I grew out of my clubs. Right. I was playing football, basketball, you're baseball. You're how tall? You're six? I'm 6'4". Six okay, so that's the so unfortunate that was part like second, clubs. You yep. know, this is like second, third grade. So... I grew out of the clubs and then I just played every once in a while. So I'd get on the course when I could. And then just, obviously I played college basketball. So right. I feel like once I got into basketball, it was just it was basketball. basketball 24-7. So I was playing high school ball. And then once I got to college, I should have golfed more. I wish I did. So I, I fell away from the game. And now recently, you know, going with my grandpa and they're like, hey, come on, man. You, you have potential. You can be good. But um, getting back into it right now. You got to be, I think, in the world, as long as you're like, average right and maybe even above average then you look good on the golf course exactly right? that's what i told my grandpa i'm like hey i just need to be able to two putt every green if i can two putt the greens hit the ball straight i'll be all right and i used to be able to hit the ball super straight and i'm having a problem right now with slicing i'm just yep. i, I got to fix the slice and once i get that i'll be back to just i can go to tournaments or i can go with business partners and not make a fool of myself that's the goal that's the main i goal. got i got taken up to red ledges great golf course up in Heber and uh you know I'm like a six handicap probably five handicap and playing with these guys and you know I'm thinking I'm gonna play well and I had the worst six hole run of my life yeah. like truly embarrassed <laughs> I feel that. and and I turned to I turned to him and I'm like hey just so you know I know I'm sure many people tell you this but I am not this bad. I promise you I'm not this bad. Yep. They're like, oh, it's red ledges. Don't worry about it. This yeah. is how everyone is when they come out here. And then I went on like an eight-hole, nine-hole par run, a um, couple of birdie and a bogey, but mostly pars. And, and so I at least showed myself. And then I played with the attorney general, attorney general and a senator on Monday and shot a 75. So they thought I was really okay, good at golf. So you, so are, you are really good. I, they, they, I, I, that was a better round than I typically played. So they, they think I'm great. So, which is not a good, that's a good time to play good. Yeah. So, um, but so you got obviously athletics, you got some siblings, y'all got the long crazy hair, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, but basketball, what was basketball always the, the dream for you to go yeah, play? So I played Baseball, football, soccer, and basketball growing up. Hockey for a short little bit, but mm -hmm. basketball and football were my favorites. Baseball, mm -hmm. I did it to hang out with my boys and go have yep. a good time. We had fun, and I, so I, did, I, I liked baseball, but basketball was always just, it was my favorite, and people would always give my parents crap because I would play in so many leagues and play with so many teams growing up, 
I was playing on, I was playing Monday through Saturday. I'd have games every night of the week. Tuesdays we had two, Friday I had two, Saturday I had three. They're like, you're gonna burn them out. You're gonna burn them out. So my mom and dad are like, hey, are you sure like you wanna, wanna do, this? do this? And I'm like, I wanna play in as many games as I can. I love it. And so anyway, so that just pushed. And I played football until my sophomore year in high school. And that's when I started talking to colleges for basketball. basketball. And so I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lock in on basketball, see what I can do. And from there, just was all in when it came to basketball, so. So you went and played UVU, yep. right? Um, you had some injuries, tell me about that. What happened, how, how did the time at UVU go? And you played four years, but. Yep, so I was at UVU 2015 to 2019, but if we take it back to high school, my junior year, I was one of the top recruits in Utah, had some offers on the table, and go to state, we go to the state tournament, I played the morning game, and I ended up tearing my ACL. Mm. In the first end of the, it was the very first possession, I think, of the second quarter. So that kind of started the knee problems, right? Sure. You know how it goes in athletics. But I, I bounced back super fast from the ACL. I was back playing basketball in three and a half months. And wow. people were like, How'd you do this it? This is crazy. Yeah, crazy. Like, how are you playing basketball again? And it was just a time where I was growing. I grew two and a half inches. I put on 20 pounds. And so my, my recovery was super smooth. So after that, I'm like, Oh, you know, I'm fine. I'm back. But I probably came back a little too fast. I started getting tendonitis in my knees. So I came back my senior year for, for high school, led the state in scoring, stills. I was up there in assists, dunking on everyone. And so I was like, it's back. But I just had that little pin of patellar tendonitis that started. And sure enough, it started going to both knees. And then I ended up having a partial tear in one. And then from there, like my college career, I had patellar tendon problems. Yep. What, how do you fix a patellar tendon? They say rest and stretch. You've been in college athletics. There is no, no time, time for rest and stretch. And you just you, you push. Through, you don't want right? to lose. You don't want to lose your moment too. Hundred so percent. Like, like I, I got to play. I don't want to be on the bench. I'm going to push through. Coaches, hey, slow down. You're okay. You no. can't turn it off, right? So I'm going to do a conditioning test. I'm going to go as hard as I can. I'm not going to go half. And anyway, so that led to a few surgeries. I'd make it through the season, and I'd have surgery in the off season. <clears throat> My junior year in college, I got double knee surgery at the same time coach Pope was like hey let's get it done so we can get you back I'm like okay so I got both done come back we're playing Duke in Kentucky let's fast forward we're playing Duke in Kentucky on a Monday we're playing Dixie State we're up 37 minutes left and I had scored a few buckets in a row and I went in for a layup and I had already told my dad like my knee is not good I can't put pressure I can't jump but I want to play Duke in Kentucky on Monday I'm not sitting out of practice you know because I want to play and sure enough, I go up for a layup, and they called a foul. And I remember the kid, he's like, hey, I didn't touch him. I'm like, Shoot, he didn't touch me. And I had leggings on. I turned down and looked, and my left kneecap was, it was right oh here. It was gosh. the top of my quad. Pushed it over, shoved it down. I was a little, I was a little upset, you know, because it's eight months of work. You know, you put in all that yeah. time. And sure enough, Coach Pope called me into his office. <laughs> he said, hey, like, you're a senior. You're getting your MBA right now. I was getting my master's. He's like, are you coming back? Dude, I'm not going out like that. I was like, I'm not going out like that. So I'm going to work my butt off. They say 15 months, but I'll be back in 10 so I can play my senior year. Right. And sure enough, I did that. He said, okay, let's go put in the work and we'll see what happens. And so I put in the work and I had a screw in there that was messing around and it was cutting me up inside, but I was able to play my senior year. Coaching staff was great with working with me once that right. screw in my knee got dislodged because it was just cutting Gosh, me up. That's so insane. I was just playing through that my senior year. 
anyway, but I met a lot of people. I've made relationships that'll last a long time. And at the end of the day, you, you travel in the nation playing college basketball. There's nothing better. You know, you're going around, you're seeing new places, and you're just my senior year. I, I sat back and I just soaked it all in. At that point, once you have that many surgeries, you know you're not going. You're not going pro. You're not going to the NBA. You're just, hey, let's enjoy the ride. Let's embrace Use the moment it. with my guys. Have fun. Create memories. And yep. so that's what we did. And so that was kind of my journey at UVU. How'd you like playing for Coach Pope? Coach Pope is, he's the man. He brought me over and, you know, it was, it was tough at sure. first. I had injuries and injuries are tough for any coach, you know, yeah. but at the end of the day, he made me, looking back now, building a company and his two-a-days when he first started were, they're no joke. You're on the court for six hours. You're getting right. after it, right? And there's, for me, I'm the guy that can't turn it off. So I'm going sure, as hard going. as I can all the time. So, yeah, so, yeah, he was hard on me at times, and I was hurt, and I was working through things. And looking back now and applying all the, the you know, the bumps and the road and the path and the journey, applying it to business, it taught me so much. So much. Like, you, you go back after six weeks of two-a-days in a master's program and doing all, all of that, it's tough. And you take it to the business world, you take that same type of grind and motivation and discipline and you apply it's it huge. to business. And it, it's crazy. My, my, my partner at first when we started, he's like, dude, you're crazy when we started work. Like, why? He's like, because you go to the gym at five, you're here, and then you're back and it's nighttime. Like, what's going on? And I'm like, this is fun. Like we're building we're and doing. now we're building something exactly. that we believe in. And in college, we're building that for my team and we want to be something special, but it's wear and tear on your body too. Right. right? But you take everything that you learn from college, my whole coaching staff, like Cody Fieger, Eric Daniels, mm -hmm. Chris Burgess, those dudes, Bobby Hordusky, who was our mm -hmm. ops. Those guys are lifelong friends. I talked to Burgess. He just all the got time. a job. Bobby's just going yep, back. Bobby just right? got a job. I just talked to him last Bobby's week awesome. and um, they've been so cool. And I'm so glad that I had a good relationship with my staff as I talked to Burge at Utah. I yep. talked to Daniels at Weber State, Fieger still with Pope, go to BYU games, take partners over there now. And so yeah, there was, there, it was tough and it's hard and it's a grind, but the things that you bring out that it just makes you, it makes you realize the grind, you appreciate the grind right. and you see how if you grind and you work hard, good things are going to happen. Well, you can excel. I think there's, that's the, I think college athletes, especially in that level, knowing coach Pope, I got to sit down with him a few, about a couple months ago and, we were trying to get to the point. I was trying to help with some of the collective stuff that they're doing, but yep. he like he would not talk to me until I told my entire life story. He's like, 100%. I don't want to hear it. Like, tell me. And yes. I like he forced me, and he's like, No, I want to know more. I want to know more and more. And that just gave me a little. I don't I don't know anything really about him, but that mm -hmm. gave me insights of kind of probably who he was as a coach and yep. trying to understand the players. And then you know that's right now with the NIL and the, all that stuff. It's it's a it's crazy what's going on with mm -hmm. that. But to to help kids because more importantly, we just had about 12 BYU players in my office yesterday. Okay. And you know, the hard thing is the stats aren't, you know, large, all the going to the NFL, it's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, there's been a hand, like a couple, or, you know, all BYU, but it's understanding in the moment that you got to work hard and, and put your best effort on the field, but you've got to see the opportunities to set yourself up for the future. And, and I think the NIL, the, the paying, is making players have to think about that a little bit more. I don't know if they know how to do it, but so much of it is the network that you can build mm -hmm. and what you can give when you're wearing the jersey or you're on the, you're in the platform, you're playing against Duke or whatever that is, is making sure you're taking advantage of that opportunity. 
one is knowing in of the network, but two of the work ethic of what it takes to become successful. I think that for me coming from a small town, little blanding Utah, um, my mission, I serve an LDS mission in California and I got to serve under coach Larry Gelwick's, which okay. the forever strong movie, they have a Hollywood film about yeah. him. He, you know, 400 and something wins, 10 losses, but, but serving in his mission and, and how disciplined it was, was the first time in my life having ADHD and just being all over the place yeah. to like live in that schedule, man, I got so much stuff done. Yeah. And so as I came back in the world, probably like you did getting athletics, I was like, Oh wow. I, if I just like do 75% what I did there, I'm going to mm-hmm. dominate in yeah. the world of business. Right. And so I'm sure doing MBA or the MBA you're having to do the UVU, all of those all together yeah. puts you in a place where you, you get done. So you leave basketball, right? Basketball's done. How'd you transition into keen tech? What, what led you to start to build this company and, and get there? Yeah. So, so I finished up in, you know, it was 2019. I was still in that limbo and I, I was deciding what I was going to do. And I, I didn't really know I had talked to, and we talk about colleges and what they bring to athletes. And I'm so grateful for my time at UVU because, and I, and I always would tell my guys networking. And if there's one thing I learned from going to college for four mm-hmm. years, I got my degree in psychology and then I switched mm-hmm. over and I got my MBA and in the NBA, it's a grind and you, you learn a lot, but the number one thing you learn is networking. Sure. And, meeting new people and growing and seeing how that how did they develop their business and how can you apply it to your own right so taking advantage of that i would always meet mentors and talk and go to all the events and you know i'm i'm ready to rock i was going to startups helping out just to just to learn to see hey i don't know where i'm gonna be after i don't know what i'm gonna do but i do know i want to i want to know what these guys are thinking they've made it they've they've been successful i want to see their journey and then how can i do that when I'm done. And so talking to mentors throughout UVU, everyone was always like, hey, like, what do you feel about being an entrepreneur? I loved it, because it's on you, right? You put in the time, you decide your hours, you decide, it's something that it's yours. And so if you, for me, I was like, I, I'm a bet on myself, Sure. put in the time, and then I'm gonna live the life that I want. I wanna go to my brother's stuff, I wanna go to family events, I wanna go on trips, and I don't wanna be locked into a big corporate company. And so. Anyway, bringing that forward, everyone always told me, too, tech is big. If you can get into tech, that would be really cool. So I'm at the gym one day in Ogden, and a kid from high school comes up to me, and, he's, and his name's Stratton, and he comes up to me, and he's like, hey, like, I just wanted to come up to you. Like, we, we knew each other, but not really in high school, and he was older than me, and he's like, kind of just came up to me in a, like a weird way. Like, he just kind of saw me, and he, and he even told me after, he's like, I just had a feeling to come and talk, talk to, to you, you, right? And so he comes up to me and he's like, hey, you got your MBA and you're doing this. Hey, I've been working with this company called Zoom. And I think that they're going to be huge. I'm in a startup. I'm brand new, like Mm -hmm. two weeks old. I know the industry. I know how to be successful, but I also am an introvert. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily want to hop on calls and do this. So if you want to come in on this thing with me, like come and hear me out. Okay. You know, it's tech. It's, it's an entrepreneur opportunity. And I was... I was actually, I was super excited. So I went home, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do this. So I go have that meeting and I'll tell you what, he has on the board when I go in to see and he's like, this is my business model. And all it is is Zoom. It says Zoom. Me, just finishing up college, what's Zoom? Video conferencing, you know, it's a software company. I've been working with them since their inception, built a multi-million dollar company, but I'm not getting the money, I'm just an AE. 
So mm-hmm. I want to, it's, and like we said, it's a relationship business. Right. I have the, he's like, I have the relationships. I'm going to hand it over to you and let you start working with these zoom reps and see if we can build something. Cause I think we have the recipe. I was all in. I'm like, okay, sure. let's go. Like, Sign me up. you know, it's two weeks in. And so long story short, we start just us two. We get in there. He introduces me to a couple of zoom reps. I start networking and start meeting with reps and what we wanted to do was set ourselves apart from our competitors and how we wanted to do that was, hey, we're gonna be fast, we're gonna be efficient, and we're gonna be the best partner they can have. We wanna take out all the pain points that they're running into. So if we can make their job easy, they're gonna send us more business, right? Sure. So, and just to go through an opportunity, how it would work, we were a, a top partner for hardware. So okay. Zoom reps, everyone knows Zoom from COVID and the free licensing that we're get, was given out, right? Mm-hmm. Most companies are paying for Zoom rooms and they're paying for the real, life, the standard licenses. So when a company, so one of our customers is goat.com, mm-hmm. we're their IT vendor. They come in, we get an intro, hey, these guys need a Zoom room. So the Zoom rep will then intro us, hey Hayden, this is goat.com, goat, this is our trusted partner, Keentech with hardware, they'll, they'll help support you from there. We hop on a call with our engineers, we design their space, we go in, we make it a really cool experience for them, we make right. their rooms and conference rooms really cool. We'll, and we'll sell it to them, we'll implement, we'll do all the integration on the back end, we'll do the install, whatever they want. We'll work with the Zoom reps, however. So that's how we started. Cool. And so building that brand, we offered free support and everyone's like, you guys are crazy, you're offering free support. We're like, hey, we wanna be the best partner we can be to Zoom we don't care if we're on hours and hours of support calls. We want to we want to establish a brand because we're coming in new. There's already vets in here. We got to be. We got to differentiate. We have to differentiate ourselves. Yep. So we want to be different. And how we're going to do that is we're going to do business the right way. We're going to be fast, efficient, and we are always going to have Zooms back. We're going to have our partners back. If something goes south on a deal, we're eating it. We're taking it because we're building a brand, and they're going to respect that. So. We started, we kept growing, and we are also cheaper, right? How sure. else are you going to get in? you got to be cheaper, but for us, we saw it as a relationship business. And if I go in and I work with one Zoom rep, he gives me a good deal. I go to the customer, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can make this much money, and I nickel and dime the customer. Guess what? That customer is not happy. The Zoom rep's not happy. He's not getting repeat business, and now I'm going to get one and done, and I move on. Where we were super transactional, we're like, hey, it's the golden goose philosophy. That's what, that's what my partner called it. And we're going to go to the Zoom rep. They're our golden goose. We're going to take, take care, care of, them, of them, do business right, give them the best deals. If they got to we've, – we've had deals where my partner, when we started, he made, he made $10 on a deal. Mm-hmm. And I'm like – I remember even me. I'm like, hey. What are we doing? What, what are you doing? He's like, listen, I just made $10, but I won that deal for him. And guess what? That Zoom rep is going to give me all their business. 100%. And it happened. Now, I, Lori, she's one of my main reps. She's been working with us for three and a half years now. 100% of her deals, they're running through us because we've always taken care, care of her. Some deals we won't make money, but then some we will. They're going to pass along all their business. So anyway, we grew that side of the business. We okay. grew our team. And for me, it was super easy. I love people. I love meeting people. And so I would hop on calls, and I could talk my team up but I got a superstar team behind me that's gonna back it. I got engineers that have been in the industry for 30 plus years. I've got the top dogs in the industry that work for me. And how, how I put it to the reps is basically kind of in sports too. You can talk, you can talk a big talk, 
but what are you going to do when the lights come on, right? And so right. for me, when I'm hopping on talking to teams, it was, hey, I can say how good we are. I, I just want to work with you. I think we'd be a good fit. We're fast. We're efficient. Give us a shot. Give me a small deal, and then you'll see how just fast see we, we are. Do. And then you can decide if you want to work with us after that. And that was the message that we were giving. And I'd get on these team calls, and every time we'd get three or four leads right after. Because you have a whole team on there, and I'm on my guys. Hey, quotes out, emails are out in, in the first five minutes. And other our competitors, it takes a day or two to get a sure, quote back. back. Like, yep. We're getting a quote in 15 minutes. Sure. Once you do one deal, all of a sudden they're like, oh, like, hey, they actually are about it. Then, hey, let me introduce you to this team lead and let me introduce you to this team lead. And so we organically grew our Zoom, Zoom reps that we were working with. And so that built us to be one of the top preferred partners of cool. for hardware when it comes to Zoom. And then in the last 10 months, we've transitioned to a full-fledged IT hardware okay. and software company because we did so good with zoom on you know hey we're giving support we're doing all this i can sell the zoom licensing if i go through a master agent and sure anyway so we we got in good with partners and now we have the ability to sell cybersecurity, contact center ai has been huge right now we're doing That's ai huge. left and right so anyway data centers cloud services, you name it, we can do it when it comes to anything IT software. And so that's, that's from the last four years to now. We've seen exponential growth in the last 10 months expanding our portfolio. So at the end of the day, if you need hardware, we're going to take care of you. We're going to design your space, implement, do the back end support, help you get up and running. But if you need cybersecurity, I have... I have trusted advisors throughout the industry where I've got the top companies in the world that I can bring to you and we're more agnostic. I'm going to bring sure. you the best fit for your company. I'm not selling any one company. I'm going to go in and figure out what's your use case. What do you need? And then we'll go in and we'll, we'll get them set up. So it's now great. that brings it's us great. to now, right? So now we're a full-fledged IT hardware and software company. How do you think... And, and obviously coming in and being able to build in, in what a time with COVID that happened, right? How from basketball to that, I get you pretty much already said it, but that transition of the hard, the hard work, the work ethic to transition from that, you saw that, I guess, probably the same competitiveness that you had in basketball 100%. that you brought here. Yep. Um, how have you, I guess, if you had to give advice to people in making that transition out of college or into a new career, what would be some pieces of advice for him? So I, I, love, I love the question because hopping on my team calls, and I'm that guy, my Instagram feed is motivational speakers, sure. pump up guys. You have different, right. right? You have motivation guys, you have pump up guys. I love it all. Like yeah. I'm, I'm the guy that wakes up, work out, go. I, I can't stop. I get it from my dad. Yep. Uh, we, always, we always joke. You gave my dad a million dollars and you put it on the table and you told him to watch TV for one day, he wouldn't do, <laughs> he it. do it. He couldn't. He, he would lose his mind because yeah. he just has that motor instilled. Just go. And that's how our family is. And so anyway, I, I talked to my team and I was actually, Tim Paget was actually a booster mm -hmm. for UVU and he's yes. one of our partners now. So I actually interned for him when I was playing ball. I would always get mentors and I would always call and check in as I was building Keentech with my guys. And hey, this is a problem we're running into. This is something that we need help on. And we would always check in. They'd give me advice. And anyway, long story short, Tim is now, 
he hit me up for a checkup a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Loved it. We had another one Friday, and he's like, hey, let's have another one. I'm like, okay, cool. And cool. he's like, you're killing it, man. Let's, I think I want to go part-time with you. And I'm like, for me, it was a cool, it was right. awesome because I looked up Full to circle. Tim. I looked, I looked up to all the guys that I was, you know, they were my mentors. And so when he did that, it really, it meant a lot to me. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it, man. And after one week, I want to go full-time. Like, I love what you're doing. I want to be a part of the team. And so he's been... He's been an awesome piece um, in building out the software sure. side and building and expanding our company. But talking to my guys, and I was talking to Tim yesterday, I was talking to Stratton yesterday, the number one thing that I feel like that you learn from college sports is, yeah, you learn how to grind and you learn how to work hard. And I told my team last week, motivation, everyone gets motivated. Sure. And I've watched some awesome videos where it's like, oh, I'm motivated, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kick butt. But what, you, you're motivated for a week? You're motivated for a month. Motivation is awesome. And when you're motivated, you go so much harder. But the key to being successful in business and being successful in sports and in life and anything, anything you do is discipline. Sure. Because what do you do when you don't want to wake up? When that alarm goes off, what do you do when you don't want to? It, it's got to be instilled in you that there's no other option. Like, and I've talked to my guys. I'm like, hey, I never had the option because if I'm late for a workout in college, you're done. I'm done. And if I'm late once, my team is running for two hours in front of me and I feel awful. But if I do it twice, I'm done. I'm not playing college basketball anymore. So for me, in four years, I was never late one time. I was never not even 30 minutes early one time because you have to be disciplined in order to be successful when you're doing sports. But you bring that over to business and it applies in so many ways because everyone gets motivated for a little while. But what do you do when you're not? And I, I feel like discipline is the key to... Um, being successful in life, in business, in anything that you're doing, because can you hold yourself accountable? And it's also taking a look in the mirror and actually holding yourself accountable. Like, did I do everything I could do today to be better? You only know the answer to that, and you can play games. And I was telling my team a couple weeks ago, I'm like, hey, when your mind controls your body, that's when you've made it. Because right. I, I would go to the gym and I do all my stuff, but you always will say, okay, I'm going to go walk for 30 minutes or I'm going to do this. But then you get on and it's hard. And you're like, okay, in your head, you make a deal with yourself. You say, okay, you know what? Actually, I'm going to do 15 minutes and I'm going to go do this and this and this. And then you go do sets. I'm going to do three sets of 30. Ah, oh, the first one was hard. I'm gonna, okay, I'm going to do two sets of 15 after that, right? You make a deal with yourself and that's, it's not good. And so like right. I was telling my guys, once you can... Don't make deals with yourself. If you say you're going to do it, do it. It'll take a few weeks and it will take some time. But once you're trained and your mind is controlling your body, crazy things happen because it's like, no, I said I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. If I'm going to be here, I'm going to be here. If I'm going to wake up at six, I got emails to do. I got a call. I got this. There's no sleeping in. There's no this because your mind is now in control. And so I'd say discipline and just taking advantage of you have control over the situation and what you do. And if you apply that to business in life, if you apply it to anything, good things are going to happen, you know? So discipline is my number one thing. And and like, if I could give advice to anyone, it's just be disciplined. You're going to get motivated. That's going to come and go, but stay disciplined and you'll see success. Well, I think there's, there's, that's my mission. And then when I got into wealth management, what I loved about wealth management is, is that we had appointments starting at nine o'clock and the company I was working with when I, you know, started out in Florida and like they packed my calendar. So the discipline came because I had to, yep. like I had, I had to, you know, nine o'clock, I had to be ready. I had to be in the office. And once I got in that rhythm, nine, 10 o'clock, then I was in, 
Then I was yeah. in for the day. And, and that's how it was on my mission when I got up, got started. And that's been the savior to me, like of just having a consistent schedule that is that kind of forced me to become disciplined. It took me a couple of years to like really get in. And now, you know, I wasn't a morning person and now I can get up like yeah. now it's not even a question. And and now I can you know, I think when you're when you're disciplined and then you find vision and passion, you know, there was there was a month ago, man, I, I was running around. I was in multiple states flying around. I looked at my Aurora watch, which tracks my sleep like I'd average in 10 days, I'd average four hours, three, three hours and 15 minutes a night. That's yeah, what I was sleeping. Right, um, yeah. <laughs> and I don't know how I did that, but, but a lot of it was because one discipline, but two is just the, the passion and the vision of the moment. And, and then this last couple of weeks, I've taken it a lot more slow and slowed down and, and, and having those opportunities. But I think when you, when you see opportunity, like you coming out at, at the gym, some guy comes up to you, is taking advantage of those opportunities. I think I, I, I get people come in like, oh, I have this resume. I have all these things. Like, you got a freaking MBA. Yep. But still, it was some guy in the gym comes up to you and says, hey, like, this is what I got, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that's the biggest thing for, for individuals in this valley that has so much networking opportunity is you just got to go take chances and you got to go show up to those meetings and you'll never know when you can just step in and work. Oh. Um, and that's, that's a huge part of where it is, but as you are now in this next phase has kind of gotten, uh, gone through, what is, um, I guess, what are some things you've learned about yourself the last four years that you didn't know in college? So it's a different, I, I'll say this when you, and I feel like a lot of athletes go through this too. Mm -hmm. It's you've done sports your whole life. It's mm -hmm. everything, you know, you, you get out and you're, I feel like you go through, athletes go through a little lost stage and like, have the passion and the drive and I feel like finding where you fit finding where you fit is yep. key because you know you have the, the key you have you have the things you need right like you, you know you can grind you know you can get up and do your thing but if you don't believe what you're doing and you don't have passion and you just you hit it on the head and meeting with all the, the partners that we've gained over the last four years and I have a lot of energy right like sure I'm calls and I'm, I'm First thing I knew about you when I met you, it's like this guy's got energy. He's going. Yeah, like I, I love what I do, and I believe, I believe in our company, and I believe in what we stand for in doing business the right way. And then we're bringing cool solutions where we're helping. We're helping companies, and people can feel when you believe and you have passion for what you're doing. And so that's been the common denominator. And as we've built our team, my brothers work for me, and and. They've, we hop on calls, so now they, they're, they're sounding more like me and, and whatnot. And, but it's the energy and it's the passion. We'll meet with partners. They fly out to come see us, and they're like, dude, we love your energy. We love how much you love what you're doing, and it makes us want to work with you. We want to work with you because we know you believe in what you're doing, and you're going to give it your all. So I think that that's something that I learned is what – because what do you want to do? do you, I knew tech was something that I wanted to do, and I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur – so if I would have gone to a corporate company, I don't know if I can bring that same energy and I can bring the same well, motivation. They wouldn't allow there's it. There's a cap, right? They when, and they wouldn't allow it. 100%. There's a, there, the entrepreneur space, the startup space is for those people that have the energy to go do it because it's, it's hard. You get the bigger the company, the more the structure is, and then mm -hmm. the harder people are just quicker to put you in boxes. Yep. And, and so I think that's a huge 
huge disadvantage for a lot of people with energy. And I'm the same way. I, I have energy in these moments and, and entrepreneurship allows me just to, to give everything I have to yeah. it. Um, and now helping these other companies and brands and strategy and some of the things we're doing, it's a blast is that has been the, one of the funnest things is, is just getting the energy out of those other people yeah. as you go. No, I, I think with that too, I, when you believe in what you're doing and whatnot, it almost feels like I've never had a Sunday night where I got work on Monday and I, you know, the feeling back when you had school and whatnot. Uh, I freaking hate it. I gotta go to school tomorrow. I, I gotta do this. Hated every moment like of that. it. I, I'm, I'm fired up for Monday. I can't wait. I can't wait to get back to it because I feel like seizing your opportunity is huge. And when you're an entrepreneur, you see the, the window that you have and you don't want to let it slide. You don't want to miss it. So I'm always like, I'm, I'm not, Monday's coming. I'm not, oh my gosh, I got work tomorrow. I'm like, okay, we got this, this, this. I want to do this, 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 this week. We're going to attack these companies. We're going to get in with these partners. What are we going to do? And it's more, it's fun. It, it's not, to me, it's not work. It, and that's why I think we've seen success and we've had fun doing it and networking, going around to these events sure. and you're meeting people and you're, you're hearing their stories. It, you just always, you're constantly learning. And, and that's what I love is meeting guys like you, you know, sure. meeting you, learning your experience and seeing how successful you've been and then taking bits and pieces from everyone you talk to and then applying it to your business. And I feel like the last six, seven months, I've had a, a lot of networking experiences where it's made me, a lot more thinking big picture and it's sure. helped me grow the company in a way that we're, we're going where we want to go. And so just seizing the opportunity and if you have the passion and drive and you love what you're doing, it doesn't feel like work and it's 24 seven. And I'd say today in today's day and age for anyone that is looking to start a company or looking to, to invest in themselves, you got to be 24 seven. And that's, with it's tech, tough. it's hard. You don't get, I don't get off at five. If someone needs yeah. a quote and zoom knows that, and my partners know that you need a quote at nine o'clock. I got you a quote at nine o'clock. You hit me up at 1030 and you need a quote. I'm calling my guy Hudson Holden. I need you guys on a call. Caden, get on this call, get this quote out and let's get them taken care of. They, no one else will do that, but we will. And that sets you apart. So I feel it's like huge. being 24 seven and believing what you do is it's a huge part of it. I think it's, it's especially when you're just building and starting and, and me and my wife had a lot of those conversations and she met me when I was working crazy hours. So I think she had some expectations of what, what things would come, but that, that it, it can't be a nine to five. Like I, I've interviewed some people recently and I, uh, you know, I just want a, you know, good nine to five job. And I'm like, no, nah, it's not gonna work. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that you, every night's going to be that way, but but I want people that want to be here because they want to be here and, and that's fine. You can go get a nine to five job, but um, I want to hire somebody that can run a division. I want to hire somebody that I can start a company with. I was talking to one of my employees yesterday. I'm like, Hey man, this is, let's build this thing. And if you got an idea for a company, like, and you want to move on, like it's not leaving here. Like I'll go support you in that company. Like, let's go build, let's mm -hmm. go do things because you know, what we can do together is incredible. And we all build our, we bring our skills and our talents to be able to, to build something, something special. And the cool thing about the tech world is like the financial world that got me attracted me to it is, is tech like finance is kind of unlimited. Yeah. <laughs> like there is no, like it, they're just bigger and bigger and yep. bigger things that you can do. And obviously even tech, even more the valuations of tech are insane and in, in what you can be in. And, and, you know, as we call tech tech now obviously is, 
is everything of our mm -hmm. lives. AI is now integrating to everywhere in our lives. But now it's figuring out a way to balance, you know, human life and this, this AI world. 100%. But to be able, like you said, I think it's the passion is the biggest thing for me. Um, I was trying to talk to those football players, BYU football players yesterday, is, is you've got to have some self-awareness to know your strengths. Mm -hmm. Like I am, I know my weaknesses a lot, but something I tell a lot of people is I think the world has it wrong is a lot of people tell you, Oh, you got to fix all that. Like I was told like, Oh, you got to do better at this. You got to be better at this. You got to be better at this. And I'm bigger on, you should focus on your strengths. Like what are your strengths? Focus yeah. on your freaking strengths, build your strengths. And over time, your weaknesses will get better because you, it'll force you to get better or you'll bring people with you that can cover your weaknesses. Yeah. And, and, you know, my business partner, Gary, he has my weaknesses are literally his greatest strengths. And so that forces me to not have to spend all this time trying to fix or try to become something that I'm not. And I can go do what I'm best at. And I know without a doubt, he's going to take care of what he's best at. And I think you don't learn that until you're around mentors, because one thing I learned about mentors is you also, once you get close, you also see their weaknesses and they become real like yeah. and then you're like oh man like he's incredible over yeah, here yeah. but he's just like a normal dude like he struggles here and here uh -huh. and here and when i started to meet more people then i started to kind of realize that that it's okay to have those weaknesses and every big person that i looked up to does yeah. they just maximize their strengths and like your energy obviously is one of your strengths is your ability to come in and you know like going back to the corporate that would have just drowned that yeah i uh, don't that's too much we yeah. don't want that here because that's going to cause too many problems but in the entre entrepreneurship world that's what's needed because you yeah. got to survive the the weeks and the months and the payroll and the all that stuff oh, it's yeah. a grind yeah ups and downs for sure um so what is the look i guess what does it look like to finish up the last you know the next five years uh where do you see yourself where do you see king tech um, what are you trying to accomplish? What's kind of the vision you got? So, obviously, being an entrepreneur, right, you dream mm -hmm. super, super big. Uh, my goal in the next year, in the next 18 months, I want to be a full-fledged, if anyone, and I want to do this in Utah. Sure. We, so, when we started, right, we're going where we're getting leads. We're getting leads into New York. We're getting leads into Palo Alto, back east. We're, we're all over, right? And so we did good and we're like, we're on some, we're on some list in Palo Alto for like upcoming IT companies. We're not even based in Palo Alto, yeah. right? But we go in and we've done a good job and we've had some big name companies that we've done and word of mouth travels um, and being a partner with Zoom, you know, sure. that, that helps us. And anyway, I was talking to my team and I'm like, guys, Silicon Slopes is right here. If you go down to Lehigh, Lehigh, Salt Lake City to Provo and you've got tech companies, big companies just blowing up. And so my 18 month goal, when someone thinks tech, and I've been in a lot of meetings lately, when someone thinks tech in Utah, I want the first thing they think is keen tech. Yep. Oh, I need AI keen tech. Oh, I need cyber, cyber keen tech. I need my whole office decked out with sweet hardware with Zoom and Zoom phone and all, you know, Zoom's offering so much more now. Sure. Keen tech, right? I wanna be the go-to tech company. We're, we're a younger company where we've grown exponentially for, you know, being our fourth year, like we just hit sure. year four. And so I want to have a presence more in Utah. And then I just want to grow, grow the divisions of cybersecurity, AI, you know, contact center and AI are going hand in hand, your data centers, your cloud services. 
I want to be like if a company needs and they if they need a a company to go to, I want to be the first thought and I want to be the go-to company for them because if you can get in and at the end of the day, it's you got to do a good job. So if you can get in and I can get them the best solution possible and the best fit for them, guess what? They ran all their Zoom through us. Now they're doing Zoom phone. Hey, I need AI. Well, sweet. I've got, I got the right top up. AI companies in the world. I can get Unifor over here right now. Unifor's head engineer, he created Siri. Sure. We're one of their top, we're, we're, we're a partner that can fly him out and have him talk to a company and integrate whatever AI they want, you know? So once you can get in and if you do it the right way, and that's what we've, we've you know, we pride ourselves in doing business the right way. So if we can get in and stay sticky with the customer, I want to be just your IT vendor, hardware, software, the whole realm. Um, and I think that we, I think we can do it. We're meeting a lot of people right now. We're growing out the software side and finding a lot of individuals like ourselves, right? That want to grind. They want to put right. in the time. They know people, they can get into companies. And at the end of the day, we're agnostic. So I sure. can come into a company. I'm not selling them one thing. I'll get them the best fit for, for their use case. Get them some demos, let them decide where they want to go. And then we'll be there for support and support's huge. Customer service is huge. And so if we can do that, if they go through us, you get us as support, you get my them master support. agent, my trusted advisor support, plus the company support. And, you know, we just want our customers to be happy. And also with that too, we've got a cool NIL program that we're doing and we've got some cool give back opportunities that we've been doing. And I feel like, when you want to give back to people and you want to help the community and help, uh, you know, my partner and Tim and everyone's always been like, hey, like no one ever gives back that much. So if no. we give back a lot, then we can make an impact. So, yes, we're doing good business, but we're also building something special. And Strat, and I haven't talked about him a ton, but he's the one that came up to me at the gym and he's my partner. The dude's got the biggest heart. He's got he doesn't care about money. He doesn't care about he doesn't care about, he do, he's not on social media. He doesn't care about that stuff. All he cares about when you talk to him, he wants to build the coolest company ever. He's, I want to build a company that people go to. We do good things. Take and care of people. You know, partnering up with a guy like that, that it makes you motivated to work, right? It makes you motivated because he's not in it for money. He's not in it for that. He's in it to build something special with a group of guys that he loves. And our, our mentality the whole time has been, we're all going to win together, right? Everyone on our team came from companies where the CEOs and the big guys were making all the money and they were making nothing. And his philosophy, hey, I want everyone to make money. So everyone if eats. our guys are making money, they're going to work harder. They're going to win. So let's bring everyone together. And Love so that's that. where I want to be in the next Love five that. years. Love that. No, and I think you hit it on the nail to finish up is just philanthropy. I think that is something that I've, as I've, I've advised a couple companies going in some big ones next week to advise is, is that philanthropy is such an incredible opportunity. It, we should be doing it anyways because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, but it, to, to connect with consumers and connect into a presence and a brand, philanthropy should be the first thing people think about. And I don't know why it's not. It's like a, yeah. like a one-off thing. Or when you get so big, you know, we force Apple to do philanthropy because they're a bad company if they don't do philanthropy. But we should be starting philanthropy from day one. And I think this NIL space, I think there's a lot here. So, um, but thank you for coming on, man. Um, yeah. I'm going to beat your team in the UVU golf tournament next week. So yeah, I'm putting together a we'll, squad. We'll, so we'll, uh, see. we'll have you, to make a big bet on that, for sure. um, <laughs> but I appreciate it, man. And, uh, thanks for coming on today. Yeah. yeah appreciate, appreciate it. Man. it. Yep. Thank you.